It was perhaps ten o'clock that night. The woman called loudly to Shimamura from the hall, and a moment later she fell into his room as if someone had thrown her. She collapsed in front of the table. Flailing with a drunken arm at everything that happened to be on it, she poured herself a glass of water and drank in great gulps. She had gone out to meet some travelers down from the mountains that evening, men she had been friendly with during the skiing season the winter before. They had invited her to the inn, whereupon they had had a riotous party, complete with geisha, and had proceeded to get her drunk. Her head waved uncertainly, and she seemed prepared to talk on forever. Presently, she remembered herself. I shouldn't be here. I'll come again. They'll be looking for me. I'll come again later. She staggered from the room. An hour or so later, he heard uneven steps coming down the long hall. She was weaving from side to side, he could tell, running into a wall, stumbling to the floor. Shimamura! Shimamura! she called in a high voice. I can't see! Shimamura! It was, with no attempt at covering itself, the naked heart of a woman calling out to her man. Shimamura was startled. That high, piercing voice must surely be echoing all through the inn. He got up hastily. Pushing her fingers through the paper panel, the woman clutched at the frame of the door and fell heavily against him. You're here! Clinging to him, she sank to the floor. She leaned against him as she spoke. I'm not drunk. Who says I'm drunk? Ah, it hurts. It hurts. It's just that it hurts. I know exactly what I'm doing. Give me water. I want water. I mixed my drinks. That was my mistake. That's what goes to your head. It hurts. They had a bottle of cheap whiskey. How was I to know it was cheap? She rubbed her forehead with her fists. The sound of the rain outside was suddenly louder. Each time he relaxed his embrace, even a little, she threatened to collapse. His arm was around her neck so tight that her hair was rumpled against his cheek. He thrust a hand inside the neck of her kimono. He added coaxing words, but she did not answer. She folded her arms like a bar over the breast he was asking for. What's the matter with you? She bit savagely at her arm, as though angered by its refusal to serve her. Damn you! Damn you! Lazy! Useless! What's the matter with you? Shimamura drew back, startled. There were deep teeth marks on her arm. She no longer resisted, however, giving herself up to his hands. She began writing something with the tip of her finger. She would tell him the people she liked, she said. After she had written the names of some twenty or thirty actors, she wrote Shimamura, Shimamura, over and over again. The delicious swelling under Shimamura's hand grew warmer. Everything is all right. His voice was serene. Everything is all right again. He sensed something a little motherly in her. But the headache came back. She writhed and twisted and sank to the floor in a corner of the room. It won't do. It won't do. I'm going home. Going home. Do you think you can walk that far? And listen to the rain? I'll go home barefoot. I'll crawl home. You don't think that's a little dangerous? If you have to go, I'll take you. The inn was on a hill, and the road was a steep one. Suppose you try loosening your clothes. 
Lie down for a little while and you'll feel well enough to go. No, no, this is the way. I'm used to it. She sat up straight and took a deep breath, but breathing was clearly painful. She felt a little nauseated, she said, and opened the window behind her, but she could not vomit. She seemed to be holding back the urge to fall down, writhing on the floor. Now and then she came to herself. I'm going home. I'm going home, she said again and again, and presently it was after two. Go on to bed. Go on to bed when a person tells you to. But what will you do? Shimamura asked. I'll just sit here like this. When I feel a little better, I'll go home. I'll go home before daylight. She crawled over on her knees and tugged at him. Go on to sleep. Pay no attention to me, I tell you. Shimamura went back to bed. The woman sprawled over the table and took another drink of water. Get up! Get up when a person tells you to! Which do you want me to do? All right, go to sleep. You aren't making much sense, you know. He pulled her into bed after him. Her face was turned half away, hidden from him, but after a time she thrust her lips violently toward him. Then, as if in a delirium she were trying to tell of her pain, she repeated over and over, he did not know how many times, No, no, didn't you say you wanted to be friends? The almost too serious tone of it rather dulled his ardor, and as he saw her wrinkle her forehead in the effort to control herself, he thought of standing by the commitment he had made. But then she said, I won't have any regrets. I'll never have any regrets. But I'm not that sort of woman. It can't last. Didn't you say so yourself? She was still half numb from the liquor. It's not my fault. It's yours. You lost. You're the weak one, not I. She ran on almost in a trance, and she bit at her sleeve as if to fight back the happiness.